Is it smart to use more than one tennis pro? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to enter our Twins of Miami live ball giveaway. Grab your email and click on the show notes or log on to BackhandCity.com. It's free to register. Well, is it smart to use more than one tennis pro? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's okay to experiment and look around and get a lot of different feedback. You can learn a lot from different tennis pros. They all have unique and different perspectives. In fact, when I go to trade associations, uh, events, and seminars, I always learn something when I'm there. There's always a different way to look at things, a different way to drill. And I think some of the most famous tennis pros in the world, including Nick Boliteri and Dennis Vandermeer, who are in their 70s, claim to this day, that they're still learning more about the game of tennis. And I agree wholeheartedly. You can't uh, get enough information when you're out there. Uh, one of the things I do when I travel or I go on vacation, I typically just hire the pro in that town. And it's typically if I'm at a hotel and the hotel has courts, I hire the pro and just have a sparring session. And usually we get to talking and we talk philosophically about tennis and uh, exchange ideas. So it can be rewarding. Uh, so the answer is yes, it's okay. Uh, the risk involved in having more than one pro can be philosophical differences. I think it's good to find a pro that you can kind of stick with and get in a groove. I think there can be sometimes too many cooks in the kitchen. And I've noticed people who've come to me or maybe use other pros, sometimes the messaging's different or the philosophy's different. So I'll have a certain terminology that they've never heard before. Uh, like recently I started using the word amplification and it's a technique used to generate more power with the unit turn when you first make a move to strike a tennis ball. And that might not be a term that another pro is using. And now I have to kind of navigate, well, what, what were they trying to tell you there? So I can kind of assimilate what I'm doing with them. Now, one of the issues can be a philosophical difference. If you have two tennis pros, who have philosophical differences, well, now you're going to be fighting both systems. So you really have to kind of pick one uh, because it's going to be really confusing and set you back if you're using two different philosophical systems. Like, for instance, if one tennis pro is really into bending your knees and following through, that's going to be a lot different than somebody who wants you to swing with more relaxed wrist and that doesn't require as much knee bend. Now you've got two counter productive systems that are both okay but one has more efficiency than the other one but they're very different so it's going to be like walking left and right at the same time so you have to be careful with that because risk of philosophy and terminology could end up being more frustrating than not now if you're going on vacation then it's not a big deal just have a good hit and enjoy it the best you can i know when i get people who are here in miami on vacation one of the first things i will do it's just kind of ask them, you know, what do you want from me? Do you want to just a sparring session? Do you want to do some drills? Do you want me to kind of 
you know, give you some tips and it, let them know that you're amicable to what their needs are. You're probably only going to see them for a few hours. So there's no reason to get it into any in-depth technical instruction unless, of course, they ask for it. I have a friend who's in the psych- psychiatric business and she has a funny expression. It says, how many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is one, but the light bulb has to want to change. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening to these daily episodes. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. That's when push comes to shove. I knew it all along